Hey guys, this is Georgia with Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens with Jamie and Bree. You're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. I'm Jamie. I'm Bree, and we're two sides of the coin. What's up, fam? Welcome back after our short holiday break. How was your Thanksgiving, Jamie? You know what? I worked and it was fantastic. How was yours? So you ate that ham and Hey-o. those tater taters. I mean, I don't eat ham, but I definitely ate turkey and That's potatoes. That's why I stabbed at you. See, I know you hate ham. I so. hate ham, yeah. I'll it's not my thing. Die for ham. Well, Thanksgiving was great, and now we're already on to the next holiday season. Christmas! It's- can you believe that we're six days short in December than we were in last year? Yeah, but I'm also excited because we're like four and a half months away from contact. That's a plus. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. But December in itself, I mean, damn, you got presents, deadlines, property taxes. Okay, let's not let's not go down that rabbit hole. What are we talking about tonight, Bree? We're gonna talk about Illinois, but we really wanted to talk about the Chicago O'Hare incident. The 2006 Chicago O'Hare International Airport incident. Because in the spirit of holiday travel, you never know when some aliens are gonna be stopping by the airport. That's very true. You'd be surprised how many people who are flying on airplanes, either the pilots, crew, or just the passengers on there, see a UFO. I wish I did. I've never had that experience, honestly. I will say that I also have never seen a UFO inside of an airplane. And me and you usually travel together, so it's not something we see too often. Unfortunately, but I'll keep my eye out. So on November 7th, 2006, at about 4.15 p.m., 12 United Airlines employees and others outside of the airport reported a UFO sighting. This happened out of Concourse C, so I believe it was about gate C-17 when it was first reported by a United ramp worker who walked out to, he's on the tarmac, and he sees this giant dark gray object. You know what? And right now is a really good time to go (laughs) ahead to the interview of Joe talking about exactly what he saw. Flights come to Chicago's O'Hare Airport from all over the world, but do they come from other worlds? You don't believe this was possibly your imagination? It was definitely not my imagination. Joe is a mechanic for United Airlines. While taxiing a jumbo jet to the hangar, he and another mechanic looked out the window in the general direction and noticed an object up in the sky, um, dark gray object sitting above the terminal complex. Joe, which is not his real name, is one of several airport workers, some of whom have talked to the Chicago Tribune, who say they saw a saucer-shaped UFO hovering just beneath the clouds at the airport. He's the first to go on camera to talk about it since this happened several weeks ago. He wants to remain anonymous. But you're sure it was some kind of object that normally would not be above O'Hare Airport? I've been at O'Hare for quite some time, and let's just say that I've never seen an object in my time there that looked like this. And I'll tell you, definitely, it was not an airplane as we know it. But it could be an airplane as another world knows it. Possibly. We brought in one of Chicago's top sketch artists. Followed the contours of of the object. To listen to Joe and draw a picture of what he says he saw. More like an oval. Dark gray oval. Because no photos have surfaced, and Joe doesn't know of any. Now, it didn't say Goodyear on it, did it? No Goodyear, no. That's a really good drawing. Is that what it looks like? Very much so, yeah. Other witnesses told an organization called the National UFO Reporting Center that the object eventually shot straight up in the sky at a great rate of speed. It looked like literally someone had poked a hole in the clouds. It's a round hole. Joe thinks the disc is either a stealthy military project 
or a spacecraft from another planet. But I find it very strange or very peculiar that somebody who possesses the technology to travel between star systems would sit over an airport in Chicago. Hard to argue that. A spokesperson for United Airlines says we are aware of what the employees said they saw, but this is not something United would investigate. Talk to the FAA, says the airline. The TSA and the Chicago Department of Aviation also told us to talk to the FAA. So we did, and an FAA spokesperson told us we too don't have the power to investigate. The FAA adds that radar did not pick up anything out of the ordinary, and the sighting might have been caused by a weather phenomenon. And you don't believe it was a weather phenomenon? Not at all. Not for a minute. O'Hare has apparently been UFO-free since that November afternoon, although Joe now tends to pay special attention to that same patch of airport sky. So it's interesting that, you know, he, he's backing out this plane to go ahead for departure, flight 446, and he sees this, he alerts the crew of it. And not only does he alert the crew of it, but the crew itself also notices it. So this object all over was about dark gray. It seems like your typical saucer mm -hmm. object, which automatically to me is strange because you don't really hear a lot of those reports anymore. No, you have to remember that this is a time in 2006 where pilots were really discouraged about talking about any kind of sightings that they saw. True. It's a little bit different today where pilots and people of the government are a little bit more prone to reporting it because it's not so like it's going to fuck up your career kind of situation. Situation. So it's interesting that he even spoke out in general. Although, to be say, his name was not Joe and he did do this anonymously. But there are so many other witnesses that were there that saw this in the airport. I mean, supervisors, pilots, crew, and then, you know, people inside of the, the airport in general witnessed this thing, in addition to people outside of the airport who also saw what was happening. Right. So it was about a 6 to 24 feet diameter, which you love those numbers, Hey, right? numbers, yes. People compared it to a spinning frisbee, but that it was silent and hovering about 1,900 feet above the cloud deck until it eventually spun off into the clouds. It hovered for about five minutes over gate C-17. What a lot of witnesses are reporting is that it took off at a high velocity, and when it did, it left kind of like a circle within the clouds. When that happened, at first the FAA said that they didn't know anything about that type of situation. They're like, we don't know anything about this. But then they quickly backpedaled because a bunch of people, including those United Airlines employees, there's like 12 of them at least that had filed for this report. They were like, no, that doesn't yeah. exist until FOIA. And then mm -hmm. they came out with the statement. Yes. So this crew member Joe saw this and he reported it to his superiors and the crew who was on side of that ship. And it's interesting because when the story first came out, not only did United Airlines, but also the FFA on top of it said that, oh, we don't have any reports of anything happening. We don't know what you're talking about. And there was a writer from the Chicago Tribune named John Hilvakanen who actually requested a Freedom of Information Act and he got it back and it showed that these people at the airport actually really did report this information. But the FFA and United Airlines itself were both saying at the time that nothing happened. Until this Freedom of Information Act came out, then they changed their story like, oh yeah, I guess they did said something. It seemed to what happened was is they keep placing blame down farther and farther the line because they didn't want to talk about it. So John had went to United Airlines to talk about the pilots and these mechanics and these crew who had seen it and they were like oh you know you're gonna have to talk to the FFA because we're not gonna investigate it so then he went 
to the FFA and the FFA is like, you know what? We didn't see it on our radar. So you know what? We're not going to investigate it either. As far as we're concerned, nothing happened. Which is crazy to me because how many times do UFOs not show up on radar? It's like, how does something have to show up on radar for you to take it seriously? This is civilians, not only United Airlines employees, but pilots, mechanics, engineers. I mean, like, this was an event where everyone's, like, running to the windows to try to look at this thing. Well, I think now would be a really good point to play the interview of John, the official reporter who kind of broke this story. What happened was is that he was on a news station and giving an interview, and it just so happened that a lot of it got kind of pre-recorded before the actual interview, and it's really interesting what was said during this. Gary Tuckman, CNN, Chicago. Oh, hey, here's John. Hey, John. Hey, Jim, how are you? Well, fine, thanks. How are you? <laughs> Busy with this UFO oh, stuff. Oh, my God. Did you see it hit the Fox crawl uh, Monday night? Did it? It's just yes. been everywhere. I mean, I've been on CNN. Uh, I did my fourth appearance today. Really? Uh, every MSNBC, every network. Oh, my goodness. And just worldwide. I mean, yeah. Australia, everywhere. <laughs> That's what we're going to start off, I'm going to say. And John, the response has been, well, out of this world, hasn't it? <laughs> Congratulations. That's, so where's the latest on the investigation in the FAA, then? Well, uh, is, is by this time tomorrow going to prove it? Yeah, U lot. United is now acknowledging that they were approached by employees. Mm -hmm. So they've done that okay. flip-flop. And mm -hmm. I'm trying to locate photos of this. I'm told there may be oh, photos. really? Wow. That would be cool. <coughs> um, I'm told that the uh, the story on on CT right has almost a million hits. Yeah, it's it's the most read story in the history of CT.com. Kidding me? No, I got an email yesterday from uh, Bill Adi. Wow. I mean, it's like yeah, and the entire history of the website. Oh, incredible. So. Incredible. So is the possible, does it possibly exist? You might get the pictures and get them in for tomorrow? Or oh, no, I, I don't think. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I'm told the pilots on that plane that was being pushed back, uh, mm. you know, I said in the story that they opened the windscreen and stuck their head out. Now I'm being told that one of them had a digital camera and snapped some pictures. Wow. So United is not playing ball with me. And uh, FAA, I've expanded my FOIA to include the flight plan, which might include the pilots' names. And I'm trying to work with the union as well. Are they still going by weather phenomenon? Uh, FAA, you know, pretty much because of the federal holiday, I, mm -hmm. uh, I haven't talked to them that much. But, yeah, they're, they're, they haven't changed their story. Mm -hmm. And it's, I've just they heard, heard from other people, you know, since then that, you know, that, that's, that explanation just doesn't wash. And they haven't gone out of their way to, to say anything otherwise so far? No. I mean, they say, you know, it, mm -hmm. was, it was November 7th. They're, they're moving on. They're just mm -hmm. doing their daily thing. Well, I tell you what, the uh, all the people who saw it must be feeling a little validated right about now, huh? Oh yeah, and I'm getting tons of emails from other people who outside the airport as well as at O'Hare really? who also either sighted that same object or saw the hole in the sky and said, "What is that?" Wow. Okay, so what did it look like again to the folks who saw it? It was a saucer-like yeah, object it was hovering over, this over the United Terminal, right? Yeah, right over directly over Gate C17. Mm -hmm. It was stationary in the sky. Uh, dark gray metallic, uh, you know, like I say, saucer shaped, mm -hmm. no lights, and it was there for some minutes. And then when it uh, 
disappeared. It just streaked through the clouds with such energy that it broke a, a big a blue hole in the overcast, and the hole remained there for several minutes until the wind uh, drifted and pushed the clouds back together. So the blue was the sky. Yeah, the blue was wow. the sky, but but otherwise the the entire skyline was uh, was cloudy. Totally overcast, huh? Man. So totally you know, it's nothing. An airplane just doesn't react like that. It does, mm. it slices mm. through, and it doesn't disturb the atmosphere. Hmm. Do you have any other interviews set up after this, John? Yeah, I'm going back on uh, a radio station, a couple of radio stations this afternoon, and then uh, Headline News uh, has a show I'm doing at 3 o'clock. Okay. Ooh, I'll have to watch if I'm... Yeah, we'll have to set yeah. by them. Um, okay, Australia, what, what other international... Oh my God! I mean, I mean, all over Europe. Oh my gosh! Um, you know, hearing from people, you know, Ireland. They say, you know, we, we heard about what's happening at O'Hara. Butch O'Hara. I mean, just as well wow. as serious, you know, uh, researchers at major U.S. universities who've attempted to do their own investigations, and when they go to the government to try to get information, uh, they get stonewalled. So there really is this universal feeling that the government knows a lot more than it's willing to tell. Man, okay. Okay. I'm just going to say, you know, okay, here we go. But I am so, it's, I think it's so cool that I was the first one to get to talk to you about it. <laughs> That's right, last Friday. <laughs> Yay. Okay. The UFO hair story the Chicago Tribune exclusively broke on New Year's Day is garnering attention around the world. Joining us now to talk about it once again is Tribune transportation writer John Hilkovich, who broke the story. And, John, the response has been, well, out of this world, hasn't it? Yes, it has been astronomical, Jim. Uh, every major country, it seems, people have written in, uh, both those who claim they've uh, spotted UFOs during their life as well as serious researchers. I mean, just the last two days, this oh. is my email. And these are the serious emails, uh, you know, the ones from kooks who said they were brought aboard alien spacecraft I put in a circular file. So it's wow. just a story that has legs, and people are fascinated by the thought, and I think there's some belief that there are advanced life forms that are visiting us here on a regular basis. You've been contacted now in the last few days by several countries, but that also includes serious university researchers here in the U.S. You know, I've got to tell you, too, I got a call from my dad in California Monday night, and he's like, what is up with the O'Hare UFO story? I'm like, where did you see that? Where did you read that? Well, it was on Fox Network's crawl mm -hmm. at the bottom. It's just amazing how much this is garnering. Yeah, it really is, and uh, worldwide attention, as you say, and uh, from people who have observed, made observations themselves, including on November 7th, the date of this incident, uh, mm -hmm. uh, additional people both at O'Hare and outside the airport who have either seen this gray, disc-shaped metallic object themselves, mm -hmm. or they saw that huge hole in the sky that, that the object created when it vanished. Let's go over that one more time. What did people see when it all of a sudden vanished right through the, the clouds over the United Terminal. And then how's the FAA been reacting uh, the past few days, too? Any, any new ground on that? Okay. Well, the object was hovering in a stationary position about 1,500 feet above the United Terminal for some minutes. And then when it left, it just burst through this uh, thick cloud layer, uh, creating a, a large open space of, of blue sky on an otherwise overcast day.
Uh, it took some minutes for that uh, opening to close up when the clouds drifted back together. And it's just extremely unusual, according to the witnesses. I mean, airplanes just don't react like this. They slice through clouds, and they really don't disturb the atmosphere that much, except for the wingtips and such. Mm -hmm. uh, the FAA is still, uh, you know, pinning this to a, uh, a some kind of weather phenomenon, that some lights from the airport and the overcast skies somehow got together and created this image. But uh, weather experts, uh, astronomy experts, others that I've talked to said that that's, uh, that's bunk. Uh, a, that's, that explanation just doesn't wash. United, on the other hand, uh, after first denying that they got any reports from employees about this sighting, is now saying, uh, yes, indeed, their employees did approach them immediately because mm -hmm. of concerns about safety. And to reiterate, John, the witnesses who originally came to you are all seasoned professional, credible professionals like pilots who saw this. They're this pilots, one. they're senior managers, they're mechanics. And others, so uh, you know they are they are very truthful about what they're saying, and we're trying to locate photographs if they do exist of this incident. Well, John, we know you have plenty of other interviews to do today with other countries, so we'll let you go and we'll keep our eyes to the sky. Thanks. Thank you, Jim. Uh, this is just incredible. It's, isn't it amazing what what really garners people's yeah for for various reasons, I suppose you know. Yeah. How cool! Yeah, no, it's. I can't wait to see in a week where this stands. You know? Yeah. I'm just amazed. I'm still getting requests for interviews because. Uh... Yeah. Cool. Okay, Thanks, John. Thanks, Jim. Okay. Would have landed, but. There's several things about this audio that I want to talk about. So the first one I want to talk about is his mention that there's pictures that were being taken by people. And I don't know if you know, Brie, but there are no pictures whatsoever that have ever been Surfaced. released concerning this kind of, uh, this story. So it's very interesting that not only he says that there, but you guys will hear a little bit later too in several other recordings where people talk about pictures never being released to the public. There were multiple pictures being taken and it was just never released. And that's very concerning to me. Definitely in this age of like social media. I mean, even this far back, I mean, it's not that long ago. People are posting pictures to Facebook. Da -da 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 -da. You would think at least one photo would surface. I have a feeling released. that these I have a feeling that these photos were taken and maybe intercepted by maybe some men in black characters or some sort of government entity where it was just not meant to be seen to the public. Not only that, but I don't know if you know this, but Dan Aykroyd, who is big inside of this community, stated at one point that he had not only pictures, but videos of this incident, that he would be releasing this information shortly. This is, you know, over 10 years later, and it's still not been released by him. If you think about America as a whole, we have staple type of airports, especially for when you're traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast. Mm -hmm. You're either going to land in Chicago or you're going to land in Dallas, Texas mm -hmm. when you're traveling like A to B, right? Unless you have a continuing flight, which is very rare. So it's a hot airport in general. This is a very big deal. And for that type of incident to happen, of course you would cover it up. Of course you would hide it. You would dim it down. You would shush people up because this is a number one airport in America, period. You're gonna hit one of those two airports, so this is a very big deal. Well, not only that, but not only did United Airlines, but the FFA itself, for, for years, 
after just kind of refused to admit what actually happened and didn't want to comment about it. Eventually over time they did say that it was a weather phenomenon which I find very interesting because I did a little research into this. When you have these kind of punched out cloud areas where you have this big circle, how it would occur is that you have to have freezing temperatures and what happens is is that the air above the clouds is so cold and it starts to melt that it creates a condensation and then drips and makes a hole inside of the clouds. At that time in November there was no way that Chicago was that cold. Not only do scientists, but also meteorologists also came on and said that there's no way that this could have been some sort of weather phenomenon that the FFA claims really happened. I mean, even if it was that below freezing temperature, they say it's like a propeller or a jet that passes through that uniform cloud cover that the water droplets almost at the freezing point that it forms these crystallized versions and forms like a hazy punch type of material. Even if that were the case, and it created those types of hole punch like materials. This is Chicago for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. This is what their weather is like. Yeah. Their winters hit below 30. So how are you going to tell me that a Chicago International Airport, the busiest of them all, if these conditions were right, why is this the one time? The one exception. The yeah. one exception where they actually have this occurrence happening. Well, and... and j- quote unquote Joe says that in his interview he even says you know I've been working at this airport a long time and I've never seen anything like that it's not a weather phenomenon it is something out of this world that I've never seen before that's what I'm saying like even if it was a weather phenomenon it has to be like the perfect almost at the freezing point so Chicago's always fucking freezing they fucking snow all the time yeah so why is it that this one occurrence this type of phenomenon is generated when throughout the rest of the year for the beginning of time that no one has seen this before. Why doesn't this happen all the time? At an airport, they would know. I think this is very indicative of the government to come up with some explanation and some blanket theory about what it is. One piece of evidence I want to kind of bring to you, Brie, is while this was going on, one of the supervisors of United Airlines actually called into the FFA to actually report what was going on. So I'm going to play that now. Okay, I'm sorry. What uh, what can I do for you? I uh, all right. There was I told Dave there was a disc flying outside above Charlie 17, and he thought I was pretty much high. But um, I'm not high, and I'm not drinking. Yeah. Someone actually has a picture of it, so if you guys see it out there, a disc, like a frisbee, like a UFO type thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, I'm not the field guy for that. All right. Okay. Goodbye. What's interesting about this audio is it was very hard for me to find and where I ended up finding it was on the History Channel, an episode that they did about this particular incident. Nowhere else on the internet can I find this exact audio, but this is real audio from a supervisor who was calling into the FFA reporting this information. And what's really important about all of this is that John from the Chicago Tribune was trying to investigate all this. And when he was originally investigating it, not only did United Airlines, but the FFA itself was denying that this incident even happened in general. And it only came to light when he put in a Freedom of Information Act that brought all of this out to light that not only were employees, but there were recorded incidents with the FAA 
where people were talking about this UFO that they were seeing. So honestly, it's just really interesting to me about how adamant the FFA and United Airlines was about denying that this incident even happened. It just kind of perpetuates that thing about how if you're in the airline community, that it is literally life or death when it comes to reporting these kinds of incidents. This is your livelihood. And if you were to say that you saw something, you would be fired or suspended or something like that. And the FFA and United Airlines both said that, oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about, but John, like, I don't know why you're looking into this. Nothing happened. And then further investigation just proved some stuff. I find it very interesting that we have no photo or video evidence, even though we have multiple people who are witnessing it at the time reporting that they, there was either video or photo evidence. And then we also have somebody like Dan Aykroyd, who's saying that he has this information and yet never released it. Let me tell you how stupid this FAA statement is. Give it this to me. This FAA spokeswoman. The phenomenon. The FAA spokesman, Elizabeth Isham. She said, this is a quote that she said to the press. That night was a perfect atmospheric condition in terms of a low cloud ceiling and a lot of airport lights. When the lights shine up into clouds, sometimes you can see funny things. That's ridiculous. That was her statement. That's ridiculous. That was to the me. FAA statement. And you would think that these people Sometimes who were you see funny things. The people who are reporting this are people who have worked at the airport for a long time, who have seen tons of planes, tons of weird lights, tons of different weather conditions, and these people are seriously reporting it. And you're gonna go back and say, oh, JK, this is just like normal shit that happens. No, 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 no. These people are coming out and saying that this is not normal. You can hear from that interview from Joe himself where he specifically says, this is not an airplane, this is not a weather phenomenon, this is something I've never seen before. It's just another example of how sometimes the official statements, the official people, that's not official. Just because they have these like broad names and like they're the big guys, they feed you lies, they cover things up. And I can only hope that because of the latest push for pilots and for other people that are in this type of realm to speak up and to talk about these things, I can only hope that it's more of an open space for them to actually come forward and for them to not be afraid to talk about these things or report these things to their superiors. I can guarantee that if this incident would have happened today, that it would have been a lot more investigated than it was in 2002. I can guarantee that. Illinois. Poppin' though. We have a factor sci-fi this week. Oh, wow. What? Yes. January 8th, 2006, in Zandy, Poland, there were two dudes who were driving back home from a wedding and they came across a local black spot where several accidents had occurred. So it's kind of like an area that's kind of notorious for, you know, maybe car accidents and things like that. They call it kind of like a black spot. They start to slow down to safely kind of navigate this area because they know it's a little bit tricky when suddenly they see a large metallic object fly across the road. A moment later, the car's engine stops, which is something a little bit indicative of a lot of stories that we hear where you encounter a UFO and then all of a sudden your car stops working. But their car wasn't the only one on the road at the time. Behind them was a small bus whose engine also stopped during the exact moment that theirs did. 
all parties kind of got out of their car to kind of and like investigate what was going on. You know, while the bus driver's looking at his engine and the other guy's looking at his engine, one of the guys who had a camera with him started to kind of take photos of the area around him. And through his viewfinder, he saw something kind of weird in the sky. He said that, that what he saw had to have been a craft and that it made no sound, did not emit any fumes or smoke, and he could feel kind of like a strong breeze all of a sudden when he first noticed it. He snapped several photos of the picture and the encounter lasted about eight minutes with several witnesses saying that this also happened. So I'm gonna show you the pictures now, Brie. I've put this on Instagram a little bit ago, so you can go on our Instagram and check it out. I, I'm gonna fact this one. I saw the comments, everyone's like, fact, fact, fact. And I was like, middle, middle, middle. You know, it's really interesting to me. Here's the thing. I wouldn't really give a shit about any of the photos. They seem like whatever. But That's my thing. It's the photos to me look like garbage. But there's one photo that doesn't look like garbage where to me. Where is that? It's this one right here where the guy is staring at it inside of the photo. And I'm like, there's, real? there's no way. The way he's looking at it is exactly where it is in this the sky. This is exactly a movie cover. I'm just saying. This is a DVD cover. I'm just saying. What you'd see is someone looking up like, what is in this guy? Bob out here like, what the fuck is that? This is Billy. 2006. And the way this, the the one particular photo I'm talking about, the hood is up on the car, the way everything is happening, it just seems. It's too perfect. Exactly. So I'm going to believe Fake. it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be down Ooh. with it. I'm a, at this point, I'll sci-fi it. All right, fine, sci-fi it. I'm going to say that we have one of our, <laughs> one of our Patreons said fact. Which one? That was J+. A lot of our other Patreons went ahead and voted on our Patreon, and I have the poll. I think it was mainly fact. 80% of them said fact, 10% of them said middle bitch, and 10% said sci-fi. Yeah, I'm like middle sci-fi. You're I, kinda, I'm not buying it. You know, it's an interesting story to me. And he, here's, I think, not only the picture, but what gets me is the fact that it's not just this one car, but it happened to be a bus behind them as well. I get also that. lost it lost engine. Here's the thing. If they wouldn't have lost engine power and didn't have the pictures, I'd probably be like, oh, okay, cool story, bro. But all of it together, you have to remember, I'm a big fan of that saying that real life is way more interesting than like some bullshit you can make up. You know what I mean? And so I think that I think that this is real to me. It doesn't look fake to me. It doesn't look photoshopped. And with the amount of witnesses they have, I'm just inclined to believe that, you know what, probably something happened here. I'm the opposite. I would be inclined to believe the story if I didn't see the photos. That's why we are two sides of the if coin. If I didn't see the photos, to me the photos are too perfect. It yeah. looks like a fucking metal bullshit balloon in the fucking wind. I don't, I don't know like what it. it is. I see it and I'm like, what the fuck is that? That's garbage. All it's right. space junk right there. Funny though, I would totally pick the opposite just by the photos. And that's okay. That's that's why <laughs> that's why we're a good team. I want you guys to go to our Instagram and go check it out and tell me what you guys think. Comment you know, comment on our Instagram post, tell us what you think. You know what it's time for, Bray? Motherfucking shout outs. Before we start our shout outs, can I just say that we forgot someone? We forgot Rod. And I apologize, Rod. And we're also getting a box for you. Do not worry. Brandy. Daniel. Destiny. Dylan. J Plus. Matt. Bobby. Simon. Spacey D. Vanessa. Apey. Anthony. Jan. I'm probably saying your name wrong and forgive me, but I believe it's Rise. And our newest Patreon, Melissa. 
Bree, is there anything else you want to add at the end of this episode? My name is Rod and I like to party. You know what? I just want to say that uh, I went to NASA. Oh yeah, you did. It wasn't exciting because they actually don't have a real tour of NASA. I only got to go to the visitor center and it was bullshit. And the guy who's ringing me up, I asked him, I was like, do you believe in aliens? And he was like, nah, buddy. And I was like, this is bullshit and I'm not into it. I don't like it. I you don't know, like your there's attitude. There's a reason why I say fuck you, Mountain View, exactly. California. In spirit of, of Mountain View, California, the fact that I went to NASA itself to try to go find answers. Fuck you, Mountain View, California. And fuck you, Bobby. Love you guys. Good night. We're actually going to play you guys some uh, voicemails that we've gotten over the past few days. And mm. I'm going to play one real quick. And then I'm going to play it. And then I really want us to comment about it. So enjoy, you guys. I'm Bree. And I'm Jamie. Tell us about that one time. Man, where do I even start with this one? I don't remember being taken. I want to get that out of the way at the very beginning. No memories of being taken. No memories of any beings. No memories of being on any craft. What I do have is a bunch of weird shit. Like, my first memory ever is of watching a spotlight sweep the beach in the middle of the night. I was like three. And alone. Memory cuts out after that. After that, I, uh, I have a negligent mother. I got left alone at a movie theater when I was like five. Late night showing, movie ended, I go out to the parking lot, and uh, I look up into the sky and I see these three red orbs. And I hear a voice in my head that says, you don't have to be scared. You never have to be scared. You're never alone. I felt better and my mom eventually showed up. I saw him again in my bedroom window once. I don't remember if they said anything else. And then... There's the shadow people. I'd see them all the time when I was a kid. I'd look for them. I'd hunt for them. And when I'd find them, I'd confront them and make them disappear. Apparently, just focusing on them makes them leave. And, uh, that's early childhood. I was always obsessed with aliens, so I don't know what the deal with that is. Um, my mom used to tell me that when I was born, she heard God. Tell her I wasn't from here and that I needed extra patience. Take that for what it's worth. But the interesting stuff happened when I was a teenager. Now, before, start writing me off as a psychotic or a schizophrenic. Let me say that I've talked to a lot of doctors about this. And I'm very skeptical about it. Like, I really think it could have been stress-related. But uh, I had what can only be described as Telepathic communication. Something that referred to itself as Azrael. Now I looked up that name as a kid. The Archangel of Death. And he told me that uh, I was important to the future. That I was born into a tumultuous time of great change and cataclysm. That humanity would survive. But would be relatively decimated. And that it is by design that our world leaders are uh, planning a mass extinction event. I talked to him for four or five years until uh, contact kind of ceased. Whoever the fuck this is, please call back and give us the rest of the story because it cut off at three minutes and I'm dying to know what the fuck happened.
Okay, we're going to play one more recording, and this is from one of our diehard listeners. I'm Bree. And I'm Jamie. Tell us about that one time. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Bree. This is Dahlia. I listen to all of your recordings in your podcast because I love you girls so much, and I think you're so cute and so adorable. Um, But I'm calling to tell you guys about my experience of that one time I was abducted, question mark, maybe I was abducted, we don't really know. Anyways, when I was 21, which was about 12 years ago, I was driving home with some friends from beauty school, and we looked up into the sky, and we saw about 15 to 20 flying orange orbs in the sky. We pulled over, and we all three of us got out and observed these orbs, which were flying into several different formations about every couple of seconds, and they flew around um, for about three and a half minutes. I felt like they were trying to talk specifically to us, and after the whole scene happened and we went home to go talk about it, it was like the two other people I saw these UFOs with just conveniently forgot and didn't want to talk about the UFOs that we had just seen. So for about 10 years now, I have just been gathering as much information as I can to find out what the heck we saw that day in the sky. Anyways, love you guys. I love your podcast. And thanks. Bye. That one got me baffled. Okay. That so, one got me. I was yeah. like, what do you mean? Like, where? Like, what? Like, what? 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 Wait, so we on. need golden orbs. We need some more information, Dahlia. Um, I know I know that you're oh, a hairdresser. The black Dahlia, tell me more. I know. First of all, you're a fantastic hairdresser. Anyone who's around her area, please go scope that shit out. She's great. But I need to know more information about what you saw. I find it very interesting that the people that you saw it with didn't want to talk about it because this is very indicative of kind of like me and Bree's situation where we both kind of had some UFO experiences around the same time and then also didn't talk about it for years. I'm kind of wondering if you would go back now and talk to those people and see if they would have anything to say about it or maybe some more information if they remember anything because it's very interesting to me. All you're telling me is that you saw some orbs and I definitely need some more information. I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh my god, you were abducted by aliens, because it doesn't sound like that. You're not telling me that you have any missing time, or you, you know, ended up at, or you ended up at your destination, like, sooner or later than you should have. I definitely need more information on this one. It sounds like you saw some shit, because it sounds like, to me, to see, like, a bunch of golden lights in the sky is not something that's necessarily normal, but I definitely need to know more detail. What about you, Brie? I felt, I don't know what it was, but, like, the second she was telling me her story, I felt like I was there, and I was, like, seeing it. Do you think that something like that seems very familiar to you because it's something that you maybe you've witnessed before? I don't know. Like, we hear these things all the time, and I'm like, um... I will say, when it comes to people's stories... You know, we can't believe everyone. We definitely entertain everybody's stories, but sometimes it's a little bit hard to to grasp other people's stories. But I will say, instantly, I felt a connection that what you saw was actually happening. Yeah, I don't know. It was a weird thing. I felt like I had, like, visions of her scene, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Yeah. 
And I, I don't know what it was. Like, even though it was like such a slight detail, I felt like I was there and I was like with her. I feel like something significant happened and I'm confused about why she remembered and she wanted to talk and her friends didn't. And I feel like there's something else there. Some, something that's not being talked about. I also do want to say that- I it, think something else happened to her when she was younger and she doesn't remember. Well, I also want to say that it's very similar to kind of your experience that we've talked about here before where you were in a, a car with a group of people and you witnessed something. So it's a very similar kind of sighting. Dahlia, please tell us more. Please tell us more to the story. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm intrigued. I got it. Yeah, I'm very I, intrigued. I'm very intrigued and I want to know some more details and I really wish you would contact these people and see if they have anything else to say today about it. It's awkward to do that. You know what? But sometimes the awkwardness is how we get all the answers. So we have to kind of overcome that awkwardness and get to the bottom of things. Sometimes it's just like a line of am I crazy? Sometimes it's like, is it better to know that you could be crazy and you could not be crazy rather than to be confirmed crazy. That is that is, is the me. stigma around this entire subject. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Uh, battles. I know. All right, Dahlia, well, we love you. And to our other anonymous caller who left us that creepy-ass voicemail, get back to us. All right, let us know, you guys. We love you. Goodbye.